0: Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a great story for you today. Uh, It is called Late Class. Before we get into that, just wanted to put in one more plug for the Red Book of Stories pre-orders, available on TomLongano.com. Very exciting stuff. You can get a special signed author copy by Tom Longano himself. Can you imagine? Can you imagine opening that box and seeing that book on the first page? Tom Longano. That's that I if I were to get one of those, I think I would start sobbing out of sheer joy and gratitude. Uh, it would say, Dear Tommy, because my name's Tom, uh, it'd say, Dear Tommy. Thank you so much for reading these crazy stories. And uh, I hope you keep reading. By the way, I love you. (laughs) Signed, Tom Longano. I would treasure that. I don't think I would read it. I would put it in a glass case. I would keep it there for years and years and years. And then when Tom Longano's famous, I would sell it on eBay for massive profit. Uh, They're only $25. So, you know if I buy that for $25, free shipping, right? That's it, just $25. And I'm selling it for maybe two to three million in a couple years, when Tom Langano is like one of the biggest name authors in the world. Like, I don't know, I, I'm just thinking it'll be like, number one, like J.K. Rowling, number two, what, no, okay. Number one, Tom Longano, number two, J.K. Rowling, number three, James Patterson, I don't know. Something around that, yeah, that's probably realistic, Maybe a little bit more realistic is like number one, JK Rowling, number two, Tom Longano. But you know, it's varies, different ideas of how this could go in my head and this amazing writer career that I'm just uh, hopping on this plane and taking off. All right, that's enough. I'm just going to get to introducing the podcast. So anyway, signed copies of Red Book of Stories. Uh, Blue Book of Stories also still available. You can get Blue Book of Stories signed copies at TomLongano.com as well if you're into that kind of thing. Please keep listening to the podcast. Well, of course, you're listening right now, but... I guess I'm saying don't turn it off. That's weird. But uh, if you do like it, five-star review, subscribe, and send it to friends. And I'm going to keep saying that because I think it is important. And if you want to keep hearing good stories, it really helps if the the podcast is is growing as well. Definitely make me more motivated to do it. But I would be doing this anyway just because I like talking to a microphone and talking to myself clearly but you can also leave little voice messages through like anchor, which I think is super cool because then I can feature them on the podcast. Or if you want to send me like an email and say what you think about it, then I can also like read that on the podcast and that could be cool for everyone. I would really like that. I still I still get a lot of emails and, and sort of like, for lack of better word, like fan mail about people saying like, I like the stories or like this was really cool. Or like my son read this book and he hasn't read a book in like 10 years. And I guess if he was 10, it would be since he was born. So (laughs) I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, I love getting that. So if you do like the stories and you're like, oh, maybe I'll reach out to him. Maybe not. I don't know. He's just such an intimidating person. No. Uh, But anything that that you send me will be much appreciated. That sounds super desperate. That sounds like I'm like, man, I need more friends. I need people to send me emails about my stories. That's really sad. Sorry. Anyway, late to classes this week. I really like this story just because I love the character of Jeffrey and all of his fun little excuses. And Jeffrey was going to be on the podcast, but he had a dentist appointment today, unfortunately. So I don't think he's going to be able to join us. His mom said he was really cut up about it because apparently he loves doing the podcast, which I appreciate. And I like having him on sometimes. But anyway, we're going to get into the story late to class. Please enjoy. And that is why the square root of 16 can be further divided. Oh, hello, Geoffrey. You're late. Ah, uh, yes, Mr. L. Uh, excuse me, very sorry, sir. Jeffrey shrugged off his backpack and hung up his coat in his cubby. Mr. L stood by the board and seemed to be waiting. Do you have a late slip? Oh. Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I I completely forgot. See, we were held up by traffic on the road, and I rushed down, and there was this motorcycle accident, and on the highway? No, sir, on one of the streets in my neighborhood. See, this little girl got her foot run over, and we well, that's terrible. Yeah, and my mom wanted to stop, but I told her I had to get to school on time, so we only slowed down. But I think someone called the police, so hopefully, oh, all right, all right. Sit down, Jeffrey. Uh, open your math book to page seventy-six. Jeffrey sat down and got to work. Mr. L. looked at him for one moment more, then continued with the lesson. The next day, ten minutes after class had begun, Mr. L. was interrupted again. Jeffrey walked straight toward him this time with a little pink slip of paper in his hand. Overslept, read Mr. L. That was your reason for being late? Oh, it wasn't me, sir. Jeffrey said earnestly. It, it was my mom. See, she's on this new pain medication because she twisted her ankle when playing tennis last Tuesday, and normally she takes her sleep pills after dinner, but last night she forgot. <laughs> so she took her pills after dessert, but then she realized she actually take them after dinner too. <laughs> so she was angry for like five minutes, and then fell asleep. And she was still out cold this morning. I had to pour two big bowls of cold water over her face to wake her up, and then, even then, I didn't get to school on time, so Jeffrey, take a seat. The next day, Jeffrey was late again. "'Sir,' he said, interrupting math for the third time that week. "'You'll never guess what happened. "'You can tell me during break,' said Mr. L. The class exchanged glances. Jeffrey had been late one too many times and lost his recess. Jeffrey hung up his coat and found his seat. "'So what happened this morning?' Mr. L said three periods later as Jeffrey watched the others go out to play. Well, we left the house on time, Jeffrey explained, and I made sure of it, sir. Uh, but but then there was this giant tree on the road uh, right in front of our driveway, so so we had to get uh, out the chainsaw. And Jeffrey, I called your mom. Oh, and she says she dropped you off on time every day this week. Not only that, but she dropped you off early because you insisted on being here 15 minutes before the normal drop-off time. Care to explain? Jeffrey suddenly became very interested in sharpening his pencil. Jeffrey? Um, no. No what? Uh, if it's all the same to you, sir, I uh, I wouldn't care to explain. Well, it's not all the same to me because you are my student and you've been missing class and telling lies. Well, I'll be here on time tomorrow. I promise. Mr. L looked hard at Jeffrey? who held his gaze with a touch of stubborn resolve. Experience had taught Mr. L that direct investigation during situations that involved lying was not likely to get him the truth. More often than not, it got him more lies. So it was better to wait. All would be revealed. He nodded and Jeffrey seemed to relax. Mr. L released Jeffrey for break. But Jeffrey said he'd rather sit out the whole punishment because he felt so bad. This warmed up Mr. L. to him considerably. Not only that, but Jeffrey stayed in after lunch to help Mr. L. sharpen pencils. He even waited after school to help tidy up the classroom, staying a full 15 minutes past dismissal. See you tomorrow, Jeffrey, Mr. L. said with a smile, as Jeffrey waved and went out the door. The next day, Jeffrey was late. Mr. L. proceeded with the math lesson, but after five minutes, he put down his marker. This situation had gone far enough. He instructed the class to do silent work because he had to make a phone call. He stepped outside with the intention of once again calling Jeffrey's mom. Rounding the corner, he almost knocked over Jeffrey. The boy had been standing just out of sight, facing the wall, staring at his watch. Oh! Uh, uh, Mr. L, he said. The, so, so sorry, I was just rushing down to class. You'll never believe what happened to me this morning, Jeffrey. I, I really, really want to be on time after I promised you, and Jeffrey. But then this enormous bear with rabies, Jeffrey, totally foaming at the mouth, stepped right in front of me on his way to the classroom and roared. I think it was protecting his young, so I had to dodge and hide, and then I Jeffrey, what on earth are you doing out here? I wa- I wa- I was, um, uh, listening, sir. Listening? I, I, I didn't want to miss the lesson. Mr. L stared at him. Jeffrey, get inside. We'll talk about this at break. During break, Jeffrey was as apologetic as before. He promised to stay in for all that break and the next one, and also to stay after school to help clean up again. In fact, if Mr. L insisted, he would do that for the entire rest of the week. At this point, Mr. L was more than suspicious. Jeffrey, he said, why don't you want to go to break and why have you been avoiding morning lineup uh, excuse me sir uh, there's nothing i would like more than to go out and play with my friends okay you can go uh, i'm i'm sorry i forgive you go on go out to break you're released <laughs> but but sir that's hardly fair uh, after all i was i was very late today don't worry about it and, and after my promise yesterday? gone, leave. And I told terrible lies. Water under the bridge. Really, I can't. Sure you can. Get out of here. Go play. Mr. L crossed the room and opened the door. Jeffrey remained in his desk. It did not escape Mr. L's notice that 15 feet away, just within sight of the classroom, Albert leaned against a tree. Mr. L, I'd, I'd rather not, said Jeffrey in a small voice. Well then, Mr. L. shut the door. Care to tell me what's going on? No. Something to do with Albert? Jeffrey jerked around in his chair, locking eyes with Mr. L. I never said anything, he cried. I didn't tell you anything. It's okay. You can tell me what's going on. You can't protect me. No one can protect me. Jeffrey, there's nothing Albert can do. My mouth is shut. Do I need to go outside and bring Albert in here? Jeffrey let out a shriek, and Mr. L. knew that he had him. He stood right over Jeffrey's desk. Tell me what's going on. Jeffrey made an effort to open his mouth. Quietly, so that Mr. L. had to lean in to hear, he whispered,
1: M- M- Mr. L., I, I don't want to go to prison.
0: You're not going to prison. I owe Albert a large... Sum of money. Money? Why? I mean I made a series of poorly thought out bets. And if, if if I don't pay up, he's gonna get his family to break every bone in my body. Okay. That's ridiculous. But Mr. L, snitches get stitches. Jeffrey, where did you hear that? Never mind. Don't answer. Look, you can tell Albert that snitches do not get stitches in my classroom. And even if I somehow survive the beating, I'll be bankrupt. Okay, Jeffrey, how much do you owe Albert? Mr. L put his face into his hand. Really, he said. Yes, Jeffrey shrieked.
1: It all started last week when we bet 50 cents that I could climb a tree higher than
0: him. And I don't know, I didn't know, I didn't know he was such a good climber. How could I know? Then I tried again and again to get it back and he kept offering double or nothing, double or nothing. And now he's gonna get his Italian cousins to take me out if I don't pay up. Jeffrey, relax. I'm not getting involved in this. Just do not be late to class again, okay? You can't avoid Albert forever. He's not going to hurt you, and neither are his Italian cousins. Just explain that you don't have the money, and next time, don't make bets that you can't pay. Got it? Now go to break. Jeffrey stood, slowly. He moved toward the door of the classroom, like a condemned man to a gallows. At the threshold, he turned back to Mr. L. In one final plea for mercy... Mr. L frowned. Jeffrey averted his eyes, then walked through the door. Mr. L watched through the window as Jeffrey and Albert talked by the tree. Jeffrey seemed to be waving his hands around. Then, miraculously, Albert smiled. They shook hands. Looking around, they called Jake over. Jake stood at the base of the tree with his arms crossed as Jeffrey and Albert both scrambled for the lower branches. Mr. L was confused, then, as Albert swung himself up and continued to climb, realized his error. He was out the door a second later, as Albert was already halfway up the tree, and he yelled, Albert! Jeffrey! Come here! Now! Albert let himself down and shuffled toward Mr. L. Jake moved away. Then Mr. L looked around. Jeffrey had disappeared. He wasn't anywhere near the tree, nor the classrooms, nor the field. He was gone. Where did Jeffrey go? Mr. L asked Albert. I don't know, Albert moaned. But he owes me $32. All right, well, in our closing interview today, we do have Jeffrey, who was so eager uh, to come to the podcast that even after his intense dental surgery... He uh, um, he begged his mom to take him here, and he is sitting in front of me. Je- Jeffrey, are you are you doing all right? He, he,
1: he, yeah, sir. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing just fine.
0: Okay. Um, it looks like you're l- kind of wobbling back and forth in your chair. Uh, do you do you need help sitting? Uh, do, would you like some water? No, no,
1: no. I'm really I'm really fine. I'm really fine. I said, I, I, I want, I want my fans, I, I, I want my fans to know that, that I'm okay, and let's talk about late to class.
0: Sorry, did you say let's let's talk about late to class?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna talk about late to class.
0: Okay. Um. Well, why don't why don't you tell me what was what was going through your head when you were when you were waiting outside of the classroom and uh, worried about having to pay Albert all that all that money?
1: i well, that's a really interesting question. Uh, uh, so
0: and,
1: and really want
0: uh, uh, sorry, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm really I I don't really understand what what you're saying.
1: Oh I, I, I when I was at class, I thought it class right. And I don't want to Kong, they, uh, just,
0: Jeffrey, there's a little there's there's a little bit b- of blood coming out of the side of your
1: I, I the, yeah. Is the right? Is it?
0: No, it's on the other.
1: I, I, is it hard you it? yeah you you got it
0: okay i think you should probably go home thank you for your thank you for your devotion to the podcast or coming in anyway um, but i'm gonna i'm gonna end it there for today and i hope to have you on again very soon and uh a, a happy and,
1: and healthy recovery.
0: Thank you, Jeffrey. Okay. And that is all for today. Thank you very much. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production performed by Tom Longano, author of The Blue Book of Stories. The Blue Book of Stories is available now on Amazon, it's also available on Tom Longano. The podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin. And please, if you like the podcast, subscribe. Tell us what you think in the comments and reviews. Please send us an email. You can find all our contact information on TomLongano.com. If you have a question or a comment for any of the characters, send it to us, and you might just get featured in one of the next interviews. But thank you so much for listening. Again, share with your friends and please continue to listen. This has been so much fun for us. We hope it is just as much fun for you. Have a great day.